Tienes mucho en tus manos. Pero con solo mover un dedo puedes dar marcha atrás con Pro Trailer Backup Assist disponible. Presentamos la nueva Ford F-150 2024. Ya sea que estés trabajando al máximo o divirtiéndote al máximo. Esta camioneta te respalda porque está hecha para ser una parte indispensable de tu equipo. Fuerza así de inteligente solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Fuerza Ford. This is Juntos We Shine, a podcast about inspirational people who lift up and nurture their communities in visionary ways. Hello, I'm Andrea Chariak. Welcome to Juntos We Shine, powered by Target. Kelsey Martinez was 26 years old when she made sports history. The first woman to be recruited into the coaching inner circle of the Oakland Raiders and the first Latina coach in the NFL. I mean, I got the job of my dreams. Didn't know there was more to it than that. When they came to me and they actually said, this is such a big deal because I get to tell my daughter that they could do whatever they want because you're the proof of that. That's kind of when it hit me like, wow, like this is a big deal and it's not even what I ever expected to be. I just wanted to be the best at what I love to do. But Kelsey says while it's great to break barriers, the most important thing is that she's doing what she loves most, bringing the best out of people in and off the field. Kelsey, I am so excited to finally meet you. I am so happy and lucky that you're here. And I just want to start out by saying, you go, girl. Thank you. Thank you for being part of Juntos We Shine. It's so exciting to be here. Kelsey, I brought all about you and can't tell you how thrilled I am to finally meet you in person. And a huge congratulations because you've done amazing things in the sports industry. So congratulations to you. I'm a huge fan. Thank you. I really am. So before we get into you making history in the sports world, you were the first woman to become an assistant strength coach with the Oakland Raiders. Um, and I just want to start out by knowing really where you come from, your family, where are they from, and how it was to grow up um, back home. Yeah, so my dad, he's actually from Spain. And uh, my mom, she is mostly German and Swedish. Uh, she was born and raised in Pueblo, Colorado. My dad um, eventually moved there after high school. I have one brother, one sister. Uh, we all are born and raised in Pueblo, Colorado. Uh, most of my family still stays there. When did you realize that you really loved sports? We were born into sports, really. So our whole family is huge sports fans. That's something we did together is, you know, every Sunday we watched football games. We'd watch baseball together. We watched everything. My mom was a huge athlete. She played everything. And uh, my dad was a football player. Did you play a lot of sports too as a kid? Yeah, I played softball, volleyball, basketball, you name it. Like, we, I, I did it all. And your siblings too. Yeah, they all did. I, I could. And I mean, that's one thing about us too, is we love to compete, we love to compete with each other, but we also rooted each other on too. Uh, we're all pretty close in age, and so growing up, we got to play these sports together as well. So when did you really realize that football was your true passion? How old were you? Well, I mean, I've always loved football. I've always been a huge football fan. And from a really early age, I'm sure that you were exposed to that football love because your family, I read, is a huge Denver Broncos fan, yeah. right? They were like every, that was like a family affair every time they played. Yep. So I hate to say it, but I grew up as a Denver Broncos fan. And, you know, playing for the Raiders was really crazy because, you know, as soon as I let my family know, like, this is where I'm making my next move, they're like, 
oh, but the Raiders? Like, <laughs> you can't go there. And I'm like, so it was cool because we actually ended up playing the Broncos um, during the season two different times. But when we played them in Denver, my whole family got to come. Well, it was. Did they wear the Broncos t shirt or the Raiders? <laughs> so they, you know, a lot of people wanted to talk a little mess to them because they actually showed up in Raiders gear and they said, you know, we might not be Raiders fans, but we're Kelsey fans. That's awesome. So a few of them still wore Bronco shirts underneath their Raiders shirts, which was pretty entertaining, but um, I won't mention who. So Don't get anyone in trouble. <laughs> but tell me about your mom. Was she always supportive when you told her that you wanted to dedicate yourself to the sports world? Yeah, she always encouraged us to do what we wanted, um, but she made sure like whatever we started to do that we were gonna finish. She always had the confidence in us to do whatever we wanted to do. And I mean, she raised us as a single mother really from the time I was five years old. And the biggest thing I could take from her is that you know she worked hard every single day as a single mom, but she was the one to take us to every one of our practices and made sure we were on time no matter what. So that's your big lesson, always be there on time yes, from your mom. Yes, you, Make mommy proud. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Kelsey, what did you study? I went to Bethany College, I studied biology. Um, I went there out of high school to pursue my pursue softball. Um, I got a scholarship to play there. But I was there for one year and then I transferred to Colorado State University in Fort Collins uh, just to kind of have more of an opportunity. Bethany is in a small, even a smaller town than Pueblo. It's uh, in Lindsburg, Kansas. There was only 600 students at this school. Um, and then I went to Colorado State of a school of 30,000. Know? That must have been a huge change, yes. right? Drastic. So the biggest change was not only going to a bigger school, but it was also that I wasn't playing softball anymore. Um, my whole life I was an athlete and now I'm just a student. So from there, you know, I had to decide like, what, am I, what do I wanna study? What do I really wanna do? And I decided I'm going to take the health and exercise science uh, major to study because that can put me back into sports. And that's the route I kind of took. So I wasn't now a part of a team, but you know, the students I was around, I did have a little bit of connection with them because they were former athletes or whatever the case was. So- You were um, still like exposed to the game. Right, right. How did that first opportunity come about? So I did some research. I found um, Tom Shaw. He is a well-known trainer, one of the best in the nation. And you know, no one really has a background like he does. He was a former um, coach in the NFL, and now he owned his own facility. So I knew if I go there, I'll be learning from the best, someone that's already made it to the top. Tell me about how you reached out to him. Well, I called and I met him directly watched him coach and knew a lot about him already just from just from reading about him. And after visiting a couple times his facility and I'm looking for an internship at the same time, this is kind of like a dream job that I would, you know, only dream of. Came home and I told my mom that. Uh, she said, well, why don't you do your internship there? And I'm like, well, how do I do it? And she's like, well, can't you just ask him? And I'm like, well, I don't know if it works like that, but I'm gonna, you know, I could try. And she's like, well, the worst thing he can say is no. And I, so I sat back and thought about it. Like, you know, if that's the worst thing that can happen is him tell me no, then I'm definitely gonna ask, you know? I ended up telling him like, I'm in school right now. I'm looking for an internship. What you do is exactly, you know, what I'm looking for, but you're also the best at what you do. And I wanna learn from the best. And so he, he took me on for the internship 
And it was just a couple months in that he hired me on the staff. That's incredible. And you stayed with him. And he kind of took you under his wing, right? Because he not only showed you what the sports world was all about, what the training world was all about, but he also later became your boss um, while you got that, that first job training with the Raiders, right? Yes. What inspired you to become that trainer with the NFL? When I was training in college, my first year um, at Bethany, you know, I was part of a weightlifting program and I saw the difference that it made in me as an athlete, how, I, how much I improved. Then working at um, Tom Shaw, seeing what he had, his program was just, I've never seen anything like it before. And these are top of the line athletes that you know still have room for improvement, but also work like they don't have the talent that they have. And so seeing that was so inspiring uh, to want to be a part of even more. So how did the opportunity to work with the Raiders come about? Well, I gained a lot of experience working with Coach Shaw um, at his facility, and he had a lot of coaches coming in and actually watching um, or learning from him. So you know we had coaches from the New York Jets, the Detroit Lions, from the New York Giants, from the Dallas Cowboys. And Coach Gruden um, actually had his quarterback camp. So it was Gruden's quarterback camps that uh, he did before he started with the Raiders. And those were held at our facility. I think one thing that Gruden saw was the relationship Coach Shaw had with these players. And you know I was a part of all of that as well. So Coach Gruden had one of his assistants come to our facility and kind of undercover bring his his kids for us to train, but the whole time he was watching how we actually interacted with these players um, on our end. And, and you had no idea. I had no idea. Going on. Yeah, I had no idea. So he saw, you know, my interactions also with the players and, you know, how I was as a coach, and they knew then that this is who they wanted. I need to add that Coach John Gruden is the head coach of the Raiders, but he's also known in the industry because he's a really, really tough coach. So where'd you find that confidence to start working with him? I worked with, alongside Coach Gruden during his quarterback camp, so I had met him you know, before a few times, and I've got to see him coach. I got to see him on the field with players, and so I kind of already knew you know, what kind of person he was and what kind of coach that he was. And so it was really more of an exciting thing for me to be a part of that versus like a fear. So take me back to that day. It was March 2018, not too long ago, and you find out the big news that you're going to be the first female assistant strength and conditioning coach in the history of the Oakland Raiders. That's huge. How did you feel? Did I mean, I got the job of my dreams. I didn't know there was more to it than that. After finding that out, I just wanted to be known for being a coach, not so much being the first female or anything like that. Um, I just wanted to find my way to be the best and to get the respect from the coaches and players. It was a huge deal. And I'm sure you got like a lot of press and a lot of, um, you know, people asking you and where, where, where did this girl come from? So how did you feel about all the attention you were getting? It was remarkably, I think, positive from every coach. Like, especially there were some coaches there that actually have young daughters. And so when they came to me and they actually said, you know, this is such a big deal because I get to tell my daughter that they could do whatever they want because you're the proof, you're proof of that. And to me, it, that's kind of when it hit me like, wow, like this is a big deal. And it's not even what I ever expected it to be. I just, I just wanted to be a coach. I just wanted to be the best at what I love to do. But 
there was more to it than that. Right. And so like even going to the games and their coaches bringing their families and these little girls coming up to me, like they want to take a picture with me. They're like, you know, they're, they look up to me like I do with some of the other coaches or with other athletes. You were definitely an inspiration for all these young girls. And I want to ask you, Kelsey, what was it like stepping in for the first time into that Raiders facility? What was it like? What were your feelings? You know, a lot more happened than I expected. Um, there was so much excitement when I came in, just even from like the business side of the organization, the females over there, um, they were so excited. They actually even built me my own locker room because before there was no space for, for a woman on the coach's side. And, and all um, the guys were jealous. <laughs> yeah, the coaches and actually even John Gurdon, he's like, I don't even have my own locker room and you have yours. And um, like, just teasing me, you know, but it was, it was really cool to see that. But also, you know, I had the equipment staff come up to me and say, you know, we got to kind of figure out your, what you're going to wear because we're, we've never had to buy for a woman before. And, you know, at first they just gave me like what they could and the like smallest sizes, but, um, you know, their wives ended up stepping in like, you can't just give her what you guys have. Like you got to shop for her a little bit. So awesome. they stepped in and kind of picked some of this, the stuff that I got, got to wear on the field. What kind of reception did you get from the players? So before I worked with the Raiders, I actually trained some of them in Orlando. And having that, you know, first encounter with them outside of the Raiders, um, you know, they, they had my back while I was there. And they let the other players know, no, she knows what she's doing. Like, it's, you know, this is going to be good. So I really got a lot of positive um, reception or feedback from, from the players the whole time I was there. But football players can be intimidating, Kelsey. They're big and some look mean sometimes. <laughs> Were they intimidating when you first met them? I mean, what you have to know that, you know, my family, they're kind of big people. So, <laughs> you know, I grew up, my dad, he's six foot tall, over 300 pounds. You know, he has this massive beard on his face and he, people are very intimidated by him. But to me, you know, he was this, just giant teddy bear. And not saying that that's what the football players are, but you know, I look at some of the big guys and I just know that, you know, they're big teddy bears. They're big teddy bears on the inside. <laughs> on the inside, they are not. They're mean as heck on the field. Um, so, you know, and my brother also, he's a huge tall guy. And I've just been around, and even my mom, she's six foot tall and, you know, she's very loud and outspoken. So, you know, I got used to it just even in my family being around, you know, loud, big people. And <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure that you were more interested in really getting to know them on a personal level rather than judging them just by their size. Right, so that's something cool that we did, that we got to do with the players when they first came in is that, um, you know, I got to actually sit down with them one-on-one -on -one and kind of, you know, ask them about their background. And that also was a time for us to, you know, create this trust between each other to, you know, so that they know that I care about them more than just as a football player. So, and that, with that being said, they can, you know, they'll, they'll, they trust what I'm doing for them. There was a player that actually came up to me um, after, after they had started and he said, you know, this is something that you being a female and the age that you are, like, this could have went a different way. And he's like, but I want you to know that we all have the most respect for you. And, you know, I felt that from them, but to hear it, like, meant a lot more as well. And, you know, that, that drove me to even want to do more and be better at what I was doing. 
So for those who are listening to us now and don't know much about football, what is your job all about? So uh, my job as an assistant strength and conditioning coach, um, you know, I, I was there to make sure that we, we got to keep the athletes on the field. So keep them from being injured, but also making sure that they're getting stronger and faster and, you know, more explosive on the field um, throughout the season, but just making sure that we can keep them on the field away from injuries. But at the same time, like, you know, I'm there to make sure they're doing the exercises correctly, that they're understanding what they're doing. And, um, you know, because everything that we do is tailored more individually than you might know. So, you know, there's, you have these 300 pound guys, and then you have, you know, like in the 200 range, and then you have guys that are um, all within that. So you're not making it, or not everyone's doing the exact same thing all the time. So, so you had to create workouts for specific players and for the positions. Correct, yeah. So, I mean, you have a huge dynamic of athletes just on a football team, you know, from 195 pounds all the way up to like 340. We tailor the workouts towards them in the weight room and on the field. So not only am I working with them in the weight room, you know, being a spotter, helping them, you know, do the exercise, but also outside on the field, I'm coaching them in doing drills with them according to what position they play. So how many players did you train at a time? You know, at one time of the season or in the off season, you have up to like 96 guys on the wow. team. Um, and then it obviously gets reduced down to 53, but you still have guys on the practice squad as well. So, but I would have a group maybe of, you know, 10 plus guys um, that I'm working with individually. But that's incredible because you also have to know their profile, what their strengths are, you know, like what you have to make better, so. Right, and each guy works, you know, differently according to their position, so. You know, the offensive guys do a lot of their work running forward and the defensive guys do a lot of their work backwards. So there's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. And, uh, but that's what keeps it fun and keeps it exciting. It's definitely a full time. Yeah. <laughs> so how was it to work with the legendary John Rudin? How was it to see him in action? I mean, he is so motivating and he has, you want to bring the best out every day because he does. And his intensity never goes down. So you have to bring that fire every single day. And that, that makes it fun. Like it's competition even, even within the organization just to bring out the best every day, bring out your, the best you every day. So he always did. And to have someone at the top do that, you know, it trickles down all the way down. What did it mean to you when you saw that he gave you that chance? I mean, it meant a lot to me. He had good things to always say about me. Like, he always encouraged me every day. He came into the weight room and he would say, like, you're doing a great job, you know? I actually even worked him out one day and it was the last time because he was sore for a week and he didn't want to do it again. <laughs> but <laughs> He's like, I'm staying away from her. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, which isn't, isn't my goal to do that, of course. You're definitely an inspiration and you're an example of that. You're op opening opportunities for a lot of women that are gonna start in this field. But Kelsey, we're gonna go and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna to talk to two of your biggest fans. Can you guess who they are? <laughs> we're gonna come back and talk to your sister, Chrissy, and your brother, Jared. Great. As always, Juntos We Shine is brought to you by Target. The people I've met while making this podcast have really moved me, and their stories are more important than ever as we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. 
In addition to this series, Target is shining a spotlight on more remarkable Hispanics in our community at Target.com slash Hispanic Heritage Month. Welcome back to Juntos We Shine. We are here with Kelsey's big sister, Chrissy, and little brother, Jared. I say little, but you're 6'3". Sure am. Not little at all. <laughs> <laughs> So now that I have you guys here, I'm gonna take advantage and ask the real stuff. <laughs> How was Kelsey as a little girl? Kelsey was full of energy. She actually probably always got in trouble more than more so than both of me and Jared put together. But <laughs> <laughs> huh, I think that uh, she still has that energy today, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, she always she liked to. You, she always Jared? liked to pick on me when I was littler than her. Now that's not the case, and rolls have reversed a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you got your size. That's right. Finding yourself. Yep. Yeah. So, did you guys always see that she would have this passion in her for sports when she was like a five-year-old little girl? Did Absolutely. You, did you she was. That? She was always super athletic. Um, she honestly would push me to work harder at my sports just because she was so good at them. So she was a better player than you. Uh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I think I was. I just, no. you know, it helped him get to where, as good as he was, I think. Sure. Because <laughs> he also I'll played. Absolutely. Played college baseball, and I can thank her for that a little bit. <laughs> he so, was a pitcher, and I was actually a catcher. Yes. So oh. we actually got to work out, you know, together as well. So he yeah. he always had somebody to work with, and I did too. So Great deal. She was training at age six already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Chrissy, talk to me a little bit about that feminine side. Was she feminine? Was she a tomboy? Was she into clothes? Or was she always into sports? Because I see her now, and she's super fashionable. Right. Super cute. Like, you know, like, uh, what was her look and and her passion all about when she was little? when she was little, she did look like a little boy. (laughs) Actually, I take that back. Probably both of us did, because my dad used to cut our hair, so we looked crazy. But everyone thought we were cute, and everyone used to ask my mom who cut our hair, which is crazy because we our hair was horrible. But we're not going to talk about that. Really. <laughs> but as I would say when I was a teenager, both of us were teenagers, she was very fashionable, and she always tell me what to wear, and I'd look at her, and I'm like, that's so ugly. And she's like, no, it's not. Just put it on. Okay. And it really did look good. So she really is a little fashionista, even though she's very, so I guess all-around kind of girl, you know? She's the perfect balance. Right. Yeah. And you're two years older. Right. right, and then Jared, you are what three, four years younger? Uh, three, three years. Yes. Three years. So you guys were really close in age, also. Right. Pretty close. What did you guys think? What? How were the emotions when you received that news that she was going to become the first female assistant coach in um, conditioning and strength for the Raiders? I think we all always knew our capabilities because our mom instilled that in us, and so when she got that position, we were just like, heck yes, you know but we weren't overly excited because we already knew that she was capable of that. So for you guys, it wasn't like a huge surprise when you saw the news of where she was taking her career. Not a huge surprise. What about your parents? How 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 proud were they, mom, dad, when she got that first job? Um, my mom's super, super proud. Um, and I don't think that we heard it too much from her, but she used to tell other people, brag about us all the time. <laughs> That's all she does. So um, I know she's super proud. And your dad, Jared, was he, he was uh, proud too? I'm sure he was proud. Unfortunately, he wasn't with us at that time. Uh, he passed away. So I'm sure up in heaven, he's looking down upon her just as proud as we all are for her. Because he was definitely your biggest cheerleader, right, Kelsey? Yeah. 
So I see you have a cross on your left hand, right? Yes. Arm, your left <laughs> arm. It what is does it represent for you? It is a symbol of faith for me. It's a, just a constant reminder um, to always, you know, have faith in what I'm doing. But also, my dad, like, you know, he hadn't always wasn't always able to be there for everything that we did. But once he passed away, it kind of, the the refreshing sort of thing I got from it was that knowing that he could now watch everything I was doing, that he didn't have to physically be there to see it. So just having that um, that thought in my head kind of you know gave me that um, comfort in what I was doing. Yeah, and I'm sure he sees you every day and yeah. is super proud of you, <laughs> and especially to see that you guys are so, so close together. We yeah. do. How do you guys maintain that brother-sister relationship even though you live in different cities? Uh, I think for me, my brother reminds me so much of my dad, so I just love talking to him and hearing his voice because it's exactly the same. And uh, me and my sister, we just be, have become best friends, and I couldn't, I don't know who to thank for, but I'm so thankful that she's there for me. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. What are you most proud of about Kelsey? Um, You're getting emotional. I am. Hmm. It's okay to get emotional. I'm just really, I'm proud of her. She has, I can't even talk right now. It's okay. <laughs> Take a breath. So, I mean, one thing that, you know, my sister always had carried along is just, you know, she she was kind of someone who, like, did whatever she wanted to do. And I saw that in her. So, you know, out during, um, throughout school and after school, like, I knew, you know, she started her own business and she was doing all these things on her own. Even though she was in our hometown still, you know, she was making moves. And she also, you know, she raises two kids and, you know, is a full-time student. And just seeing, you know, be like, again, like I said before, surrounding yourself around people who are hard workers and dedicated to what they do and believe in themselves, like, that always feeds off onto you. And, you know, their energy is always fed off into me. I mean, he's only 24 years old and he's a firefighter and he's one of the best, you know, in his organization there. So it's like, you know, we kind of always have driven each other before it was in sports growing up and now it's, you know, in our careers. Right. And that's really beautiful because I feel like you're not going to get a better support than your family, than your siblings. So to see that you guys have been able to keep a strong relationship even though there's distance involved and that you guys are all consumed in your lives, it's, it's really beautiful. I think that our interest, because they're in different fields, helps because, you know, we are so competitive with each other. If we all did the same thing, then it might have been ugly. <laughs> a problem. Kelsey, let's go back to your experience in the NFL. Okay. You were there for a full season. Do you see yourself going back to the NFL? Uh, I do. I, I really enjoyed being in the NFL, and if the opportunity opens, I think I would pursue it again. What do you think has been your biggest payoff while working there that full year? The people that you meet, I can't put a price on the experience also that I've had. You know, I, I was around coaches who have been in the league for a long time. I was around players who have been in the league for a long time. On the business side, from the equipment staff, from the training staff, everywhere in that organization, there's so much... Like, it also just tells me, too, like, how much more there is to learn, how much growth um, is still ahead of me. So what were the lessons that you feel you learned that year? Uh, I mean, there's so much that I took from it. And really just seeing it's such a competitive field and being around that every day, it just, you know, it, it, I keep that with me every day. So 
you know, waking up, putting in the grind, putting in the work, um, you know, knowing that every day I can be better at what I do as well. Do you feel as a woman you have to prove yourself, you have to show more than maybe a male trainer? Um, I do only because there's not many there and I just, you know, I felt like I have to show that I'm capable, show that women are capable so that, you know, there there's still going to be opportunity. I didn't there was just that little tiny bit of pressure um, just to make sure that, you know, this is something that they'll want to do in the future as well. So what are you currently working on, Kelsey? Well, I'm still training athletes and I'm also now continuing my education to get my master's for sports management. It's in kinesiology. The focus is now sports management. Your yeah, goal would be to have your own facility? Uh, eventually, I think I would want to have my own facility, yeah. No pressure. <laughs> what does Coach Shaw mean to you? Coach Shaw, honestly, has been a huge father figure in my life um, at this point. He has given me the opportunities to be where I'm at. And, you know, I owe so much to him for not only trusting me in running his program, but just believing in me and keeping that confidence inside me as well. Do you feel like the way he treated you from the beginning shaped who you are now? And is that why you also want to empower and help the new generation of sports players? Yeah, I mean, something that separates him from like maybe other trainers is just, you know, that connection that he really has with people. Kelsey, one of the pieces of advice that you give to the new generation of sports players is to be nice to people. Why is this so important for you? I mean, this is a quote actually from Coach Shaw. This is something that he, you know, relates to every athlete. And, you know, he's actually a type of coach that doesn't yell, which you feel like every coach yells. He does not yell. But this is something he'll always leave at the end of the day. And, you know, the athletes will be walking off and he tells them, be nice to people. And they all turn around, you know, well, where did that come from, you know? And there might be some of that, like, guilty conscience, like, Am I being nice to people, you know? And it's just something that kind of is like light to leave, you know, uh, when everyone's leaving training or whatever. But he says it to everyone. So like even they've heard it from him. And, you know, it's just kind of uh, a fun thing. Refreshing. And it's good yeah. to remind yourselves to stay humble no matter what you're doing exactly. or what industry you're in. Be nice to people. Allow other people to have opportunities and keep building those relationships you like have you to did. Build the relationships. Right? And obviously, I think that's something that we have to keep in mind for life to just follow your dreams and, and be persistent and believe in yourself. Yeah, you have to dedicate to what you're doing. And that's something that, you know, I was inspired every day by just even the athletes that I coached is just seeing the drive and everything that they had, even though they're at that top level, you know, they still work like they're not. And that's what sets some of them apart because, you know, the average time that an NFL player is in the league is three years, you know, and that says a lot. So if you make it past that point, it's a big deal. And the, what takes you there is not just, you know, being, being talented on the field. There's more to it than that. And to see that every day being, being around that, when you surround yourself around, you know, people who are successful or people who are hardworking and all that kind of stuff, it instills it more in you. And it helps drive you every day to, to be the best at what you're doing. Kelsey, what was the biggest compliment you got from one of your coaches? So I had a coach tell me that, um, you know, five years ago or so that he— believe that, you know, women didn't have a place in the weight room. And now he says, the best assistant I have is a woman. And actually, when I was no longer with the team, um, you know, I had different coaches approach me and say, you know, you're really good at what you do. And you really 
should stay in, in this business. So that says a lot about what you were doing. Yeah, and it, you know, it, and like I said, I, I got the respect from the coaches and I felt that from them, but to hear it means a lot. And I know that we're gonna be seeing a lot of you, <laughs> a lot of you. I know you have big plans and, and big future projects. So thank you so much for sharing your story. It's inspirational. It's going to inspire many of our listeners and we need more Kelsey Martinez out there in the <laughs> sports world. Thank, thank you. you guys for joining me. Thank, thank you, thank you. you. And I think we should just cheers to the great things right. you're doing <laughs> and girl power. Girl power. <laughs> thank you for listening to Juntos We Shine, powered by Target. Don't forget to subscribe. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com. Punto com para detalles.